Hello and welcome to the Flavor Podcast. I am Grazia Giuliani and today's episode, Childhood Cooking, Gardening and Experimenting, made one of the great British chefs, Chantelle Nicholson. Today with me, I have Chef Chantelle Nicholson and Leonor Stiepic, Montessori Group CEO. Chantelle Nicholson is one of the great British chefs celebrated for her cooking at the prestigious Savoy with Marcus Waring at the Barclay in London, um, cookbook co-writing and Chantelle has also set up and she is running Treadwells, one of the most known restaurants in London. A warm welcome to you both Chantelle and Leonore. Thank you, lovely to be Thank- here. Likewise, thank you very much. Right, I would like to start um, this podcast with a few questions relating to your experience. Um, and, and it has really been a kind of growing evolution. Your childhood and teens years um, were spent growing fruit and vegetables. And then obviously you were following the seasonality um, because of the closeness of nature where you grew up in New Zealand. How does your life experience relate to the um, Montessori encouragement to grow vegetables and follow um, seasonality? Because obviously this is very important to have this relationship with the produce. And um, Leonor, how does Chantelle's journey from a passionate child cook reflect the Montessori method? Chantelle, would you like to start first? Sure. So, then... I, thank you. I think, from my perspective, I was part. It was just part and parcel of of growing up for me in New Zealand that we that we ate seasonally, that we had enough space to be able to to grow vegetables and actually appreciate, you know, the very first seasons asparagus, the very first strawberries of the season. And I think that was something that I did take for granted until I guess moving to London and actually seeing what you know i guess a very urban metropolis really where there isn't as much space for children to be able to develop and and be educated along those lines and also in a in a place where you can get everything you know every fruit and vegetable all year round so i think from that perspective it's you know it's wonderful that montessori can bring that into their education as to a little glimpse of the importance of that and i think there is in many ways a, a disconnect between actually growing produce and actually what is on someone's plate and I think the more that can be done to to celebrate that and to educate about that is is a wonderful thing. Absolutely and also you made a good point the fact that everything is available all year round um, well it, it kind of just gets lost in a what season, what we can actually eat, what is the nutritional value of these produce that they are just available all year round. So um, you, your experience obviously has been totally different. And um, nowadays um, things have started to change as well because I think there is also a little bit more awareness, let alone, you know, just, just let's keep the, the big chains and the supermarkets aside. But then if, if you have these aware, awareness um, of 
um, you know, being able to cultivate even in small, tiny, little place, uh, being herbs on the windowsill or little cherry tomatoes, I think that actually gives a little bit of a hint of the fact that nothing is always available in, uh, you know, springtime um, as we are now or strawberries in uh, December. Um, was it a little bit of a shock to the system for you to see something like that? Absolutely. I mean, I think when I first arrived in London and went to went to the supermarket and was kind of gobsmacked at, at what was available, um, and was actually quite thought it was quite incredible to start with. Um, but then gradually, I think as time's gone on, I've realised that you know, also at the end of the day, for me, you know, food has to be about joy and pleasure and enjoyment, and you know, food is at its most delicious when it is in season and hasn't traveled too far to get to to your plate so i think everything else aside just a pure enjoyment of, of and also of how something can taste and i think that's also a really interesting factor that's come into it is understanding the flavor of particular you know fruit and vegetables and what are seasonal you know i'm very lucky that i had a family that had a stone fruit orchard in central otago in new zealand so for me what an apricot tastes like is very different than somebody else's exposure to a kind of an apricot that's been flown halfway around the world unripe. Um, that eating experience and that enjoyment is a very, very different scenario. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I think that, um, Leonor, you may well agree with this because how, yeah. how does a Chantelle's journey from you know the, the passionate child cook that she was reflects what the Montessori method and especially you know with her experience in terms of following the seasons. Well, I think absolutely agree with Chantal. I think that um, you know it's very Montessori as we know to to encourage children to participate in preparing food, um, growing food. And it's important because it also teaches us, and particularly the sort of, you know, learning about the seasons and what's in season, we, we learn other things. So we learn patience, we learn the idea of, you know, you can't have everything at once. We learn about nature and how the world works. So it's part of a bigger um, picture, it's part of looking at what is the world around us and respecting that things happen at different times, which is you know, a good lesson for life. Yes, absolutely. And also, yeah, I think the the concept of patience also comes in because you, you would have to wait until, um, you know, the springtime to have your fresh peas in a pot. Um, so it, it is probably all around teaching as, as it is, especially also when it comes to, um, as, as um, Chantelle, mentioned you know the, the flavor so that the, the senses because food is all about the senses you know we look at the food we eat and then we smell it and then we finally taste it how would you guide children to develop an educated palate Chantelle and can you give us examples of your experience of cooking with children I think one of the interesting things that I would I guess I have realized and noticed is very much when there's someone different talking to them about food and about flavour, what they actually absorb can be quite different than their, you know, their parents talking to them about it, which is kind of a common, you know, something they have every day. And I think to be able to also, I guess, you know, help them to understand how to express how something tastes is really important as well. And, you know, that all there's a lot of things that come 
with I guess a, a palette which is obviously this taste is a big one but also texture is a huge one especially for children so I think to actually understand that you know the way things taste and what is what is it about that taste they they like or they don't like you know is it the bitterness is, is it the sweetness that they like is it the you know the saltiness that they like I think it's about a 360 kind of approach to it and I think that it's also about trying to yeah I guess provide it as wider um, opportunity to taste as possible and to be able to taste things in different different ways as well I think is quite important and perhaps in different settings and in different environments as well which all helps the learning process. Yes and also obviously this is something that really goes back to you know the, the, the phase passing through from um, well milk to um, actually solids so um, it is a little bit of a um, you know experiment mm. because you never know if the child is going to spit everything out or throw everything away or but then that's the beauty of it because it is experimenting and it is actually offering right from the beginning six months seven months year old just trying you know cautiously obviously because of food allergies and everything but as mothers uh, I think there is that that awareness but then that the younger they are actually exposed to the most uh, varied food taste and texture um, the more curious they become mm, absolutely I think that you know curiosity is a huge part of it I think that's a really positive thing to encourage and also again you know as you're saying the different phases of, of moving on and some you know a, a, a young infant could love something when they've just gone on to solids and then you know not even touch it kind of six months later and I think that process you know it's it's about time again and evolving and how your palate can change and also how things around you can change and I think that's very true of, of you know very much true of children and and also adults but I think that concept of of change and time is also important to remember that it's it's not just that kind of blanket right they don't like that and to be able to keep um keep that curiosity alive I think is really important no, absolutely. And we, we were actually talking in uh, um, another podcast with uh, Leonore and Akimi. We were talking about um, th this point, the fact that the curiosity really plays, um, well, plays quite a good, important role into, um, into the, the, the development and the um, tempting in a way as well. And, and presenting the presentation also is, is extremely important. It's the whole experience. I don't know, personally, I see food as nourishment, uh, not only of the body, but also of the spirit, you know, with, with, the, with the idea of sharing conviviality, the experience, so this this vision it, it is very much um, well connected as well to what Montessori um, you know teaches and guides in relation to food and how do you see it, Chantel? As um, you know, when it comes when it comes to relationship between body, between spirit, between all the senses that come together and they actually give. Um, a full experience to well not only the child but sometimes to adults as well who who have not experienced um, food which may be um, a little bit far away from their own um, you know everyday place. Absolutely I think you know food is you know and I guess I am a little bit biased but, but also it's you know it's one of the most wonderful things it, because it can also 
you know, it's it's a necessity, but it's also something that's so joyful, something that's also very memorable, something that evokes a lot of memories, something that can, um, you know, give you really poignant memories of, of having something amazing, being with people. So I think the whole relationship is, you know, it's a really amazing, quite complex thing. And I think to be able to, you know, it's almost never ending as well. That's what I love about it. There's, there's always something new to try. There's always a new um, flavor combination or a new, you know, a, a, a dish from a cuisine somewhere that you've not necessarily learned about. As you said, it's maybe not something you've had before. I think it's, I love the fact that it, it's almost eternal. It's, it's, it goes on and on and on. I think we can never know enough about it, which is also the exciting part of it. And I think to bring it back to the point about relationship, I mean, it, it's, it is huge. It's mind, body and spirit. Absolutely. That's a mess. Um, well, you, you've made it very, you know, very clear and beautifully presented, really. Um, Leonor, mm-hmm. do you want to add anything to this kind of relationship? How does Montessori see and views this, uh, this relationship between body, mind, spirit and, you know, the, the, the relationship with food itself? I, I agree with Chantel and Chantel touched on, on a very important um, part when she talked about the social side of it as well and you know um, in the Montessori setting uh, the children can go and get their snacks but they have to put them on the table and they go and sit down on their you know on the plate on the table with a knife and fork and, and with other children and I think that social aspect of it that you know food, food is also a connector it, um, it's a shared experience that um, brings people together in a way that many other things don't. Um, I'm sure that we, we've all experienced that and I'm sure that that's why we miss things like restaurants or you know having dinner or lunch with friends because it's that social aspect that is, is sort of touches on the spiritual I think is, is hugely important in food in, in ways that I don't think many other things do. I don't know Chantal if you would agree with that. 100% I think it's you know, and there's so much bound up in it as well. I think it's, as you say, it's it's it is that sense of social interaction. It's something that it, it's a it's an amazing connector. It's an amazing conduit between many many you know between producers and chefs, between farmers and you know consumers. I think it's it's a very complex, wonderful kind of web, so to speak. And I think the the social aspect of it is, you know, a, a huge element of it. And how do you say it? You know, sometimes you may be like peeping through what happens in your restaurant. Do you see this connection and this relationship like also in between, I don't know, like fleeting experiences and fleeting moments between strangers as well, maybe sitting at different tables, but then there is, you know, a slight interaction or um, an appreciation for um, you know a particular dish in in your restaurant does that it does and i think that's when it's 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 lovely to see that there is that you know that connectivity and that that i guess that thing that brings everybody together and i think it it is a shared experience and i think to be able to you know enjoy something together albeit with a you know for a complete stranger um but actually a common something common has brought them together in the first place you know they're here for a reason so I think that's also, I guess, maybe taken away the, the first step of that, that interaction. But I think it's also really interesting when you see it with children, um, when they eat in the restaurant and we have a, you know, we've had a children's tasting menu and just the, the, the whole experience of that. And I think 
you know others being able to look in on that and see the joy and actually it, it's almost as if you 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 know the the children get the same experience as the adults and that they have the full you know kind of tasting menu so they get little bits to taste as they go along which you know piques their interest their curiosity about what's coming next you know they can come down to the kitchen and see the, the soft serve machine so i think it's all about that that social interaction that does very much bring people together or be that or be it you know complete strangers as well absolutely absolutely and then you know as you said also the fact that, that there is the possibility to um you know look look at what happens in the kitchen it kind of fosters experimentation which is one of the principles of you know montessori method and linking to this um chantelle what would you suggest to parents uh, montessori practitioners and school teachers in 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 general um how how can they actually experiment different methods of cooking when it comes to uh, preparing and dealing with uh, family meals so i think family meals can be you know they can be a myriad of things and i think that you know sometimes it needs to be something that's very quick and easy it needs to be something that that is um nourishing if it's during a weekday if it's during a weekend potentially it's something a little bit different so there may be a bit more time to kind of i guess um you know enliven that curiosity in some way so i think it's i think variety is is a big part of it from from my perspective as much as is possible and i think there's a lot of amazingly affordable um ingredients and produce that can be kind of brought to the table to be tried i think pulses legumes you know grains vegetables are all wonderful things that can support that curiosity and they're all slightly different and i think again if it's something that's you know tried and not necessarily liked it, it can then be brought back into something else and i think the concept of you know the whole the, i guess the circular economy concept with food of, of zero waste of seasonality of all those things is really important as well so to be able to you know do things like use the cauliflower leaves you know create something great with your leftovers the next day it, it's also you know it's so beneficial in many many ways and i think it's it's very much about variety but also you know using making things as, as easy as possible sometimes as well with family meals i think that's it's super important that it's not seen to be a daunting task at all and i think using um you know i guess methods of preserving is a great one you know even freezing meals is wonderful as well and there's you know depending on the time of year whether it's you know spring and summer where you can have more kind of cold food versus winter where you want something warm and comforting i think it's very much about that that variety and also that i guess you know thinking ahead as to how you can um create something that's delicious whilst not kind of taking up too much of your time because that's a practical consideration that's very important and also cost is a really important factor as well but i think there's a lot to you know i think to be able to get kids involved in the preparation as as lena was saying is 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 super important from my perspective i was you know always yes i was interested in food but it was also part of our kind of weekly chores that we 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 helped with with the prep and i think that was a you know a really good way to actually kind of get us into into that zone of, of what goes into preparing a meal as well 
Absolutely, no, but I, I think you, you're making me so happy. I'm just listening to you, and it's like <laughs> a mirror, really. It's like is because I've, I've I've had that during you know the, the research for my book. You know, I had a few comments because obviously you go to to supermarkets, you mark down prices. You go to markets, you mark down prices. You get the delivery uh, from the organic farmers. You mark down the prices, and what really stunned me it was this. Um, assumption that homemade and home cooked food was actually more expensive than the plasticky I'm, I'm going to be very direct here I'm really sorry um, you know the, the, the pre pre pre-prepared pre-made meals that I can't even talk about them but it's like they're actually more expensive you know if, if you take produce if you take uh, vegetables if you take also the fact that you can use the whole part of the vegetable um, in terms of putting all the prices together is is not an expensive exercise and obviously that's something that um, it comes with learning it comes with experimenting it comes with experience it comes from being taught as well i am very aware of that um, but it, it really needs to be broken, the, this kind of barrier that, um, you know, the, this fresh, cooking fresh food is actually going to be more expensive and more time consuming. Um, there are very, very simple, basic meals. Um, I'm going to refer to my, um, you know, good old Italian side. It's like the classic pasta with broccoli is nothing. It's boiled pasta and boiled broccoli. But it can be so flavoursome and it can be so nutritious and, and children actually love it as well. And it's not something that is going to be incredibly expensive for the family budget. So I, I don't know if you have encountered these, both of you, Chantelle and Leonore, this kind of, I don't know, perception. Shall I go first on that one? I think, I think definitely there is that perception that people think, oh, you know, food is, is going to take a long time and oh, I'm tired. But I think, you know, I mean, I've, I've eaten at Chantelle's restaurant at Treadwell's and I can tell you, you know, that some of her two or three ingredients, but just amazing because of the flavours involved. And I think what Chantelle said earlier around the sort of seasonality, you know, if you have seasonal food that is tasty, you don't, you know, you don't need to have a lot of, you know, sugar or salt or, or anything else added to it because it's just delicious on its own. And I think that there is something about, and, and the experimentation is really important. You know, in, I was struck by that because, you know, earlier today I was talking to someone about Montessori and I was explaining that Montessori children are allowed to fail. And, you know, I've certainly cooked a lot of stuff in my life that hasn't been as tasty as it could have been. Um, but I learned, you know, I learned, okay, you know, you, you if you cook that too long, it gets rubbery or it doesn't taste as good. Or if I don't, um, you know, think about adding this or if I mix these flavors, but that, that's part and parcel of the learning. And, and it's what has given me this sort of love of cooking and experimenting is that, as Chantelle said, it's that experimentation. And I think, you know, children love that because it feels almost like magic for children that you can 
put these things together and something else comes out of it. So I remember I had a I have a friend who is in sorry Chantal I'm talking too much now but <laughs> I have a friend who's um, who's Indian who said to me she was you know because they didn't have a tradition of making cakes and the first time she saw a cake being made at school you know in home economics they made a I think it was a Victoria sponge she was she said to me as a child I thought this is magic that this thing was happening in this oven you know, which they used to actually keep their pots and pans in. So it was just incredible um, sort of appreciation of, of what food can do. Anyway, I shall let Chantal speak now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think to, to, I guess, continue on that theme and, and loop back round, but I think it is, I think that's what I love about food too, is it's, you know, it is an experimentation and still, I, I, I still get to learn, you know, even it, that's what I love about it is there's never a time where you kind of think, yeah, okay, I've kind of, I've got that down. It's, it's always a learning curve and I think it's always, you know, exciting from that perspective and you do always learn, you think, actually, I'll do that a bit differently next time I do that as well. Um, and I think that's what's, you know, what's great about it. So I think to come back to the, to the, I guess, the point on, on price, I think it probably potentially takes more time um you know as you're saying pre-prepared food you can kind of get home just whack it in the oven and it's done but i think actually the joy and the pleasure and the nourishment that can come from cooking and i think as you say you know cooking it doesn't have to be something that takes a long time and looking at price as well i think you know there are some incredibly reasonable ingredients that you know if you kind of supplements with with a lot of those or even if you use that's what you use i think there's ways to get flavor into everything and i think it is as you say i, I appreciate that fact as well it's very much a, an educational and experience factor that comes into it as well but i think you know i guess i i love all food in, in many ways and i think sometimes just a little bit of a tiny addition of something can just transform something and i think that's where it's great to be able to kind of get that into children's minds that actually this is what can, you know, there is a bit of alchemy, I think, and it. it is magic because one little thing can really, really change something, you know, the overall taste or texture of it. And I think that's what's really important to be able to try and educate. Yes, no, absolutely. And also, again, to, to actually recognize what is in your plate. A carrot looks like carrot or you know anything that can actually be visible and recognizable um, it is something that is very important to be taught and that goes back to um, the root to plate cycle um, and, and this is something that we have talked um, before as well with, with Leonor because it's very part of what it is presented to children in the Montessori educational uh, method so um, Leonor what have you learned from Chantelle's approach to cooking with children? I think that you know Chantelle's approach about you know encouraging because I know she does this, um, encouraging children to go into the kitchen, encouraging children to to try new things. Um, you know, ha having a children's menu that is you know parallel to an adult menu, so it, it is still good food. It's fantastically cooked, you know, good food. I think all of that is really really important because it. It creates a lot of curiosity about food that will last a lifetime, um, and I think that that is really important. Uh, you know, we, we live in a world where we are dealing with things like climate change. We are going to have to think about air miles. We are going to have to think about sustainability, and you know, understanding about food waste, which I know is something that Chantal is very passionate about, avoiding food waste, understanding about seasonality are things that 
are going to be skills that we're going to need in the future. So um, you know, kudos to Chantelle for doing this work. Absolutely, absolutely. Chantelle, would you like just to add one last? Um, I think it's you know it's very important to as to I guess enhance that curiosity. I think that's a really great way of of kind of putting it with with children. And I think that um, you know kind of trying to show them a 360 view of food is, is also you know to the extent that you can obviously is really important um and i think just i think understanding that how amazing food is it, you know yes it's you know we, we, i feel incredibly lucky that you know we can't we need food to to be able to survive but it's incredibly delicious and interesting and magical um and can bring so much joy that actually i feel like it, it is you know I, we should be quite grateful for that in many ways no, absolutely. Do, do you have one comfort food that goes back to your childhood that when, you know, you really need something just to comfort you, you just go, right, I am going to make these, which has been around since... You I know, think you probably little. one of the comfort things I remember from being little is, is pumpkin soup. Um, and, you know, my, both my parents made it and it was literally just that... You know, it's like a hug in a bowl, isn't it? Or a hug in a mug. It's just this this whole this thing. And yes, we used to absolutely. have really great, delicious, these deliciously sweet pumpkins in New Zealand, which were nice and dry as well. So they weren't watery. So they would just taste amazing. Um, and you didn't really need to do much to it, again, because it was that great produce in season. Um, and it was, you know, it was a very simple, quick, quick fix kind of meal. But it was, yeah, it was super tasty and, yeah, really comforting. Fantastic. Well, we are nearly <laughs> supper time here, and I think we're all getting hungry on this. So, brilliant. Well, I would like to thank you both really so much. Um, it has been an interesting journey again from you know childhood cooking and gardening, being able and fortunate as well in a way to to be so close to nature and to learn so much from from nature through experimenting and well thank you ever so much again to Chantelle Nicholson and to Leonor Stiepich I would like to invite our listeners to join us on either our website um, www.flavored.it or you can listen to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Um, I'm going to say a big thank you to my guests and I will be here with more guests um, linked to the Montessori method and how actually that the whole uh, process of evolving and being a guidance for children can touch many many aspects of everyday life thank you so much Chantelle and thank you thank so you. much thank Leonor you.